Hey, welcome to FQ, where we talk about faith, family, and friends. I'm Jacob. And I'm George. And welcome to this week's podcast. Hey, I'm Jacob. And I'm George. And this week is May 20th, 2020, like George says. And um, we have Joe Monzo. He's the president of Game Church and... Uh, one of my good buddies. Uh, we met at Raymond Bible College uh, on MySpace, and I just hit him up and was like, "Hey, man, I'm I'm moving out there with my best friend Andrew, and uh, I don't know what the heck to expect. And we're moving into student housing." And he's, it was like on a message board. And he's all, "Oh, I am too." And so then me and him messaged each other, and he goes, "Tell me when you get here, and we'll go um, play ultimate frisbee," which I don't think we knew, but. I think we pretty much killed it because we loved it and then went to Brahms. Yeah, yeah. And I completely forgot that's how we met. I thought we just met because you guys joined up on, on the, the Christmas lights here that we used to work on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I completely forgot about you contacting me on, on MySpace. Anyway, hi, everyone. Uh, yeah, I'm Joe. And uh, I'm one of the guys who's in charge of a super weird, super cool ministry called Game Church. Which we found out earlier is from coast to coast because you're in New Jersey and you're the vice president, I want to say, is in California. Yes, yes. So it's so. incorporated in California, but I'm in New Jersey and we got people in, in Tennessee and, and volunteers all across the country. Do you um, know when you guys are going to get back to it? Sorry, just a random thought. Um, it, it's weird because we... I'll probably get into it later, but we had just gone through a big restructuring because um, we basically had an organizational uh, split of sorts. So we took a year off from, from doing much of anything to sort of get our ducks in a row. We're still working on that. Um, but with this whole coronavirus thing, um, a lot of the conventions we'd be going to have been uh, shut down this year. They've been canceled or, or whatever. Um, yeah. So what, what Game Church does is that we go to uh, conventions, um, Comic-Con, gaming conventions, nerd conventions. We hand out um, the Gospel of John with some, some nerdy commentary, and we call it Jesus for the Wind. And that's the name of the little book that we give away for free. So it gets the Gospel of John into people's hands. And um, we have other like weird stickers, too. If you go on our website, you see all the weird designs we have. And I like some of them. Just to be real. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Jesus with with a PlayStation controller. Like, we have this big banner, and people will, like, walk by our booth and be like, what, are you guys a joke? Like, what is this? And we just, we do, we get to love on people in the middle of a space where um, a lot of times Christians have, um, for lack of a better term, they, they, they've crapped all over people who might have passions that are outside of the church stuff, yeah. stuff like video games and, and Dungeons and Dragons and, and board games and all sorts of things like that. I've personally been told that it's all a waste of, of time and that, you know, you should, you should really be doing other stuff and not um, playing games or enjoying yourself with, with was, friends. Was that by people at the convention? No, no, no. Just oh, people just, like in the church or in the people in the church have, have told me that personally. And, you know, um, not not in connection with the game church, just yeah. growing up and you know living life. 
Yeah. I've heard that out of out of out of church people, and I'm church people, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. I was looking at your at the Game Church website, and um, what caught my attention is that you say on there um, uh, bridging the gospel between. Uh, the gamer bridging the gap, bridging the, the gap between the gamer and the gospel, right? The gospel and the gamer. And it, I love that, you know, been talking to Jacob about, I think almost everyone we've had on our podcast so far, we've talked about being bridge builders and, and ministering to people, bringing the gospel in places that might not hear it. And the, and gamers are one of those groups of people that, um, don't really get a chance to hear the gospel unless it's through other gamers. You know, I, I'm not a gamer myself. I have a lot of friends who are, I just, like you said to me, like I don't have that kind of time, but that's my own thing. If that was something that I enjoyed that I was passionate about. Sure. I, I, I would play games, but I I'd rather be outside doing hiking or biking or hanging out with my kids and, but my, my sons uh, like to game and stuff, so it's yeah, just not it's, been something I've been passionate about, but do appreciate what you're doing there. It's more or less taking a, taking a passion you have and, and uh, forming it and using it in a way that glorifies God. Yeah. You know, and you could, you could do that with anything. You could have surfer church. You could have a gardening church if you want to. I don't know if it has the same <laughs> ring. To it or not, um, but we're, we're just we're using our passion to glorify God, and that's really all it comes down to. Um, with this whole Corona thing going on, and and you not being able to get into, or not that you're not able to get into them, but cosplay things and the comic cons and stuff that you would normally go to are being shut down how are you kind of restructuring to be able to still have a presence for gamers? I mean, I think gaming is probably one of those things that has been set up to be able to deal with a pandemic like this, where people aren't allowed to go out and you might be able to hit even more gamers than ever before, because people are going to be spending more time gaming really i mean if there's people sitting around watching tv because they can't go to work or whatever and i'm sure there's more gamers there's definitely more an online presence just they've been talking about how the internet has been slow in many different places because so many more people are online now at different times or all the time yeah 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 so how has that been for you guys it's something we've been uh, thinking about that we should be doing in general is, is having a bigger online presence. And um, something we're not great at at the moment is having a lot of online um, content. We have we have a Discord where people hang out and play games together. Um, Minecraft is, is a pretty popular one that um, a lot of people could be able to on Minecraft servers. So, I mean, people get on and they have a ball playing that. We do... Um, uh, different tabletop RPGs we're able to play online. Um, there, there's different games that people uh, get involved with, and and games for me are are a are a medium to build relationships with people. And if you're able to build relationships with people, you're able to speak the gospel into their lives. Um, so that's that's what gaming is to me, and that's kind of what 
we um, aim for as far as our online um, content. We also have a Facebook group that we're usually sharing either nerdy or Jesus-y stuff. And, um, you know, people hang out, they lift each other up, they build each other up. Um, but having having more online content, purely online content, is something we're, we're working towards that we, uh, we don't have a lot of right now. I, that's interesting to me to, for, you know, you don't have a lot of online content, um, being that you're, you guys are gamers and, yeah. um, I know you mentioned, uh, D and D, you know, grow, like I grew up in the eighties, I was born in the seventies, but really grew up in the eighties. And, um, I don't know if you've watched stranger things. Have you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So it, I think Stranger Things kind of brought Dungeons and Dragons back into the forefront of things. I mean, it was kind yeah. of, kind of, I like when my son said, he, um, my oldest son is 21, and he was like, oh, I'm going to go over to a friend's house and play d and I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons. I'm like, people are still playing that? Like, I like, yeah. it, you know, it didn't really dawn on me, and and. I, you know, that that was still a thing. I never got into it, um, mainly because being around, you know, people in the church and stuff like, oh, Dungeons and Dragons, that's of the devil. You get involved with that. You're getting involved in witchcraft and, you yeah. know, and, and all this stuff. And you're just, you're doing demonic things. And it's all about magic and spells. And I'm like, and then more, talking to my son about it, he's like, it's fantasy role play you know, kind of yeah. things and yeah, you get different cards and stuff. And, you know, like when I, when I look at that and like, okay, well that's not that big of a deal because you've got, you know, Christians that love Tolkien who had sorcerers and, you know, in all of, in the, um, in the Hobbit and the, shoot, I'm Lord blanking out, Lord of the, all the Lord of the Rings stuff, you know, yeah, yeah. they def- definitely had some, you know, witchcraft type elements, but, Tolkien was a Christian. You got C.S. Yeah. Lewis, you know, Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe, you yeah, know, talking about that. Yeah. That had magic stuff involved in it. And um, so, I mean, so you definitely, I, I see how you can definitely bring the gospel into it. Um, but how do, you, how do you, as a game, as game church, minister to people that do cosplay that are really, really into their characters. Like I've, I've seen some of it, you know, I've got a buddy that him and his daughters have gone to comic con and, um, and they completely dress up as different, you know, anime characters and stuff like that and really get into it. Um, so how do you, how do you minister to that? And, um, the same way we minister to people who, who love games. We, we relate to them. We, we show them love. We show them that we appreciate the effort they put in. Those costumes, they take a lot of effort. They take a lot of skill to put together. And when you yeah. see a really well-done cosplay, um, talking to someone about their cosplay, talking to someone about the things they're passionate about, it, it, it brightens up their day. You know, We're able to show people love in a way that the, the church... Um, the church on the whole, I don't want to say all the church, but the church on the whole tends, tends to overlook. Yeah. 
You know, if, if we are able to, to just show people the love and, and, and respect that most of us want, it opens up doors to, to speak into their lives. Um, and I, I can't say that we, we go into a convention and we are, you know, getting people saved or left and right where we're, we're, you know, having people fall out in the spirit in the middle of the convention hall. That it doesn't happen. But what we do do is plant seeds. We do get the gospel of John into their hands, something they probably wouldn't have read if they didn't come in contact with us. We, yeah. we are able to relate to them on their level so that we can build relationships and hopefully lead them to Christ somewhere down the road. It's, it's, it's more of a, uh, for, from a ministry outreach standpoint, it's, it's more of a slow game than a, um, you know, go out on the street and evangelize and hopefully lead someone to the Lord right there. So you're, you're definitely getting out there and planting seeds and um, in that and definitely, I mean, showing the love of Christ to people that may not even receive love at all. I mean, it, yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of people and I, in my opinion, you know, a lot of gamers are introverts. My, yeah. You know, um, maybe they have a few friends that they game with, that they get in on you know, online with, and have interaction that way. But they might not ever see those people in in actual real life. But they're talking about, oh, I've got this friend over here and this friend over here that they only know through gaming. Right, you know? right. Um, and it's it's those relationships are, are something just as real as as you can have in in real life. I think if anyone shares like you might have church or friends at your church and you share the passion is that you're, you're passionate for Jesus. You might have friends that you, you bowled with, or maybe you're part of a gardening club, or maybe you're hunting. If you're sharing in any experience together, you're going to build a, a bond and a relationship that that's going to be very special and sentimental. to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, just in your opinion of, of talking to gamers a lot and being a gamer yourself, do you see gamers as extroverts or introverts or, or, or like I, I, I like to say extroverted introverts because they might not want to go out and see people, but they still want that human connection by getting in touch with other gaming people yeah. in the, in the um, community. Uh, there are there are many stereotypes about about gamers, and um, many um, many of those stereotypes don't go un, un, unwarranted. Um, you know, <laughs> you, you, there are people with bad hygiene that tend to be nerdy, tend to like keeping to themselves and staying in their rooms, and you know, you do you. There's also people like me. I'm more of an extrovert. I I've taken more, like growing up, I was really into video games, but I've, in recent years, I've, I've taken more to uh, board games and tabletop games because I'm able to gather with people together around the table and have that social experience that comes with um, certain types of gaming. You know, there's, there's single player experiences and there's, there's, um, there's competitive experiences, there's multiplayer experiences, there's cooperative experiences that you can have sitting around the table or um, online in a, a video game sort of format. So it, 
it it goes it goes both ways. There's introverts, there's extroverts. There are people with bad hygiene. There are incredibly charismatic and um, amazing people in the gaming culture as as well. And it, it it's really cool to to see the gamut of people. If you go to a convention, it's not just one group of people going. You'll see people from all sorts of uh, shapes and sizes and races and ages coming together because they love gaming. Yep. Yeah. Especially like we got free tickets and uh, where we work with each of our houses have like 10 teenage youth that we work with. And Mm -hmm. uh, we had only one girl in our house who was like, oh, I want to do this. This is awesome. I want to do it so much. And so we planned it out and we're like, all right, we'll take you. We'll take everybody else. And like everybody else loved it because there was yeah. like, they didn't realize that there's like people from the office there <laughs> and or the Green yeah, Arrow yeah. was there. And, and that was what, San Diego Comic-Con? Uh, we're, we're in Utah. Oh, okay. And so, um, so we went to... Went to it. The Green Arrow was there. I don't know his name. And so was Barry Allen, who's the yeah, Flash yeah. and all that. And the girls were like, oh, my gosh, the Green Arrow. And got super excited about it, which is funny because, like you said, it is different groups of people. Like, hey, I'm just going to go in there, and I might not be all about uh, magic or Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh or whatever it is, but I can relate to cool, yeah. cool things and and seeing some cool things, and so um, having and like you me, guys, I'm I'm not into comics. I'm not really into cosplay, but I can have an appreciation for those things, and I can I can relate to people on that level, sort of. But you know, personally, my forte is 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 the game. But yeah, um, seeing different groups of nerds nerd out about things is is pretty cool because <laughs> you can get really excited about the thing you're passionate about. And they yeah. can get really excited about the thing they're passionate about. And in, a, in an atmosphere like that, neither of you are seen as the weirdos, as you might, you know, in public or yeah. at Berkeley or at work or school or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they might look at someone like me, like, I'm I'm the weirdo. I, I would, I'm not opposed to going to any of those things. I think it would be kind of cool just to, because I love people watching and other cultures and, um, I, I, the gaming community is definitely a, a community to itself, I think. And, mm. you know, and culturally and, and like the, the anime and cosplay and gaming, um, like they all, it, it seems like in, in those convention type settings or Comic-Con that they all kind of flow together and, 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 uh, uh, almost a counter cultural type of community, that I would, I would like to not be part of necessarily, but like to to see just because, yeah. I like I like to people watch. I like to know their language, so to speak. Yeah, you know? and and part of going to a convention is is the spectacle of it. You know, it's not every day you you go to Walmart and you see somebody cosplaying in in a costume <laughs> they spent hundreds of dollars on. It's yeah. not every day that you you see people paying tribute to, um, you know, 
video games or, or comic or, or, or other forms of art um, just by what they're wearing, even if it's not cosplay, you know, yeah. attire saying, oh yeah, I, I, I love this. I love Dungeons and Dragons or um, here's a sweatshirt that looks kind of like a character from this game I play. You know, it, it's just really cool if, if you are involved in the culture, picking out all the different things that people are 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 wearing or or sporting in it it lets you know that you have a connection between those people for sure and then uh i think i i love your guys motto it's something like <laughs> telling nerds about jesus or something what is your guys motto like um, your Facebook we, we bridge the gap between the gospel and the gamer no, there, there's something or, on your Facebook page that says something like, uh, uh, we tell nerds about Jesus or something. Yeah. <laughs> like That was one of the headlines on the page. Oh, maybe. Yeah. And I thought it was hilarious. Because <laughs> I was like, what the heck? That's that's great. Because yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what we sample. What are you doing, George? I mean, I, I was looking at my, my nephew is he... Um, I don't think he's in a cosplay. I was trying to, to see what character on Facebook my sister posted something that he he creates like different armor and stuff for uh, game you know gaming stuff that he's involved in and I, and uh, like with foam board and um, like paper towel rolls and like yeah. it, you know he's creating this stuff that looks like. It looks like actual armor, and it looks like weapons from um, different games. And so I was just trying to see if my sister had put, like, I know she posted pictures of him doing stuff. Um, just because the, the creativity that these people have that do the cosplay and make these costumes and is just so... Oh, yeah so intricate and it, it's literally a, a form of art it, it takes an immense amount of skill to to not only put a costume together but to put a costume together or a cosplay together that um looks true to the original piece you know it, it's art that you can wear basically and it's 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 cool seeing something that's really really well executed yeah, like, and that's right. what I, I was just looking, trying to look for some of that stuff that he's done because it's just, it really amazes me what they can, you know, what people can do. Like, it, it definitely is an art form. And you know, like paper and foam board and like, and like a strip of lights. Like, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I, it was on your Facebook page. I figured it out and I sent it to you. It's where you said, oh. I'm the president. And he goes, I tell nerds about Jesus. <laughs> so that's what I was all, I thought that was the greatest thing I've ever seen. That, that was funny. And so you do that. Uh, do you still do the ambulance thing too? I, I don't. I, I was in EMS for, um, on and off for about, for about 10, well, longer than that. So I was an EMT for years between volunteer and, and the real deal and stuff. Um, but then I uh, had a baby so I stayed home and let my <laughs> wife make the money so now um, <laughs> that's what I do and you're you're a youth pastor too right yeah yep I uh, serve at my my local church I'm the youth pastor for one of our uh, campuses we, we have a multi-site church um, 
So, yeah, I get to uh, tell teenagers about Jesus. I get to ter- tell nerds about Jesus. And once in a while, I get to tell nerds who are teenagers about Jesus. And that, <laughs> that, is, that is really cool because I, I usually connect with the, the nerds in a youth group better than I do the, the athletes or the whatever other groups you want to put people in. Yeah. So, with the so how did too. those, I was going to say like before that, so how did those connect Basil now you kind of connecting them? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but how does, uh, how does your, how does everything else fit into this life of, of doing all this, I guess? Like, um, cause you, you normally travel when you are doing this and you are on the road, right? How much traveling do you do or not much? Yeah. So, when when a when a convention comes around, you're usually away for for a weekend or so. Um, if you're doing lots of different conventions, then yeah, you're going to be out a lot. Uh, at this point in my life, I I can't do the convention. I used to go on three or four a year to different places across the country. I I just can't do that anymore. Yeah, I have to limit what I'm doing personally to the summer months if I'm going to be out of the house because my wife is a teacher and leaving her with um, my kid or leaving my kid at home alone isn't isn't great because he's only ten months old. Um, <laughs> but put a ball of Cheerios out; it'll be fine. I, having having a having a kid is is great, um, but uh, because I um, have a baby that I'm I'm while she's at work, I'm the chief caretaker of. Um, I, I can't do as much as I as I once did for the ministry. I can yeah. I can do administrative things and I can answer emails and I can you know do a lot of stuff online. But um, when it comes to getting out to conventions, especially right now since everything is shut down, um, it uh, my personal life sort of interferes with with game church. And I'm glad it's that way and not the other way yeah. around. I won't want game church to be interfering in my in my family and and, and personal life. Uh, that's that's refreshing to hear that your family comes first before the yeah. the ministry because a lot of times it it's it up. doesn't you know it's yeah um um it's not just a weird offshoot ministry this it's your churches too every church in america is going to have to, every pastor in america is going to have to sort out that that work-life balance you know how much am i serving god versus how much am i am i serving my family oh yeah for sure Sorry, there was like a rumble. Did you feel that rumble? I thought it was you. No, it was I thought it was you. Oh, <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think I moved my feet. Either, either I somebody was maybe I wheeled my chair moving something. No, it it was like a rumble. So that's what I was all dude. We just feel an earthquake again. So just so you know, in Utah, we <laughs> we've randomly had earthquakes, and so uh, we've had the what is it called the after. Aftershocks, yeah, aftershocks, and so every once in a while you'll be like, "Oh, like you'll be sitting in a bit," and you're like, "Yeah, just oh, a weird there's... rumble." And but what's Do weird I is get under the table now. So you can kind of see that there's a window right there, and like past yep. that window is his house, and then if you look further on the hill, that you can't see because the blinds are closed. But there's a train that like runs up there, and you can feel the vibration from the train, and you're always like, like when it first happened, you're always like. Is this an earthquake again? Right. <laughs> right. So, so now it's just kind of like that's why when I was all, 
Is that you or is that? <laughs> probably, you know what? It was probably a train rumbling by. They come. Yeah. They probably roll around. They do roll around this time. And so Freight trains. Um. Oh, I I looked up what my nephew was making. He and it's another kind of game thing, but it, um, he does airsoft. So it's airsoft armor that he was making with foam board, and he made the helmets <laughs> and everything. And it looks like it's just. It's legit <laughs> looking armor, and you know they. I, I've talked to some of these airsoft guys, like Jacob. Some <laughs> of the guys are so into it with their costuming and stuff. A guy that I worked with uh, when when I lived in Illinois, um, he had like the predator mask and gear on, and that's how he would go out in airsoft. You yeah. know, and mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, you're a nerd. And he's like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I do airsoft. It's it's like it's manly and it's, it's cool totally and you know, like yeah. But you dress up like Predator. You're a nerd. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, you can do that, but like for us, like it's usually camos or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I mean, people do go all out. Like where you're like, what the heck? Um, yeah, I've I've never known someone to get like fully decked out like that to play airsoft. But I mean, I yeah, I guess. Like this is, you know? the, oh yeah, no, that would not stop a BB though. <laughs> That's my only, my only feedback to your, your is it your nephew? You said, yeah, yeah. I I purposely shoot at that helmet and it just go right through it. Just saying. <laughs> I, think, I don't know if the yeah. I think the. I think when you when you get down to it, everyone is a nerd about something. For sure, it's custom built and tested. So, and so he must have shot it. <laughs> He's thirteen and just very like very creative. No, it's um, it's cool because there is people yeah. that do that and like even uh, like cosplay, basically of airsoft, where someone will be a zombie and like go decked out like as a zombie to get shot by BBs, which you're like, mm-hmm. why? You're just gonna be a, a a bean bag, pretty right. much. <laughs> but it's, I I find the the whole gaming thing very interesting to me, um, and probably just because I I never saw the appeal of the video like the video game aspect of it, but mm-hmm. I probably would have gotten more into some of the table game type stuff. Um, yeah, you know, like I I had a friend like I. I don't know. I'm I'm like part nerd or something. Like I had so many friends that were really into gaming and playing Magic the Gathering, and you know they'd get all these Magic cards and fight over them and trade for them, and you know. You played Pokemon. I I never oh. played Pokemon. I like Magic is is something that um is it's it's prevalent. What it, it's it's a it's how game stores stay in business, really. There, there are games like Magic of the Gathering and, and Warhammer and... Uh, Warhammer is expensive. And, yeah, well, that's that's the thing. It, it, with with games like collectible trading card games like Magic or, or Pokemon or Dragon Ball or whatever, um, you need to keep buying stuff if you want to stay relevant in in the game. Yeah. And that that's great for some people and some people even make money like trading cards and, and like doing all that. Um, but for me, if, if I want to buy a game, I, I'd like to be able to play it 
forever. And and there's there's certain formats within those games that allow you to use whatever cards you want to use. But if you're playing in, in tournaments, you're not always going to be able to, to use the things you bought. And that, that's what's rubbed me the wrong way about stuff yeah. like, like Magic or Warhammer or, or, or whatever. Um, yeah, I just, like, the people that I knew that played Magic got so serious about it. Like, and I'm like, this is just a card game. You guys are kind of nuts. But they, <laughs> yeah. like arguing like fights would break out like i'm like i'm just here really? to have a good time yeah because because they would be like you stole this card from me like you know i had it out and i know you stole it and and now you're playing with it this week and it and it was mine you know like just that kind of r- ridiculous stuff and i'm like that's, it's that's why are you stealing cards and this was this is like in the early 90s you know mm-hmm. so <laughs> one I don't of the know how how prevalent magic still, I mean, yeah. well, you said that it's, it's still, still huge. out there, but yeah, I think it was still, just kind of starting up big. then, you know, it's, but there was a, what's it called? A, I just went to a game store. I was telling Joe about it and I bought a few games like for the, the girls in the house and stuff and some stuff for us for like camping and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, I was there and I, I kind of talked to Joe about that, about magic because they're like, oh, there's a new release of what it is and we're going to open our packages together and all that. But there is that com- camaraderie of like, hey, I want to do yeah. this with somebody. And so if, and that is, if you that do get into that niche, within yeah. a subculture, like yeah. it, it is the magic players might not touch any other part of, of gaming Aside from magic, if they're if they're super committed to it, yeah. Um, and one of the funniest things that this conversation reminded me of is my cousin used to always like because I collected Pokemon cards, I still have like decks of it, just like put away. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, the funniest sold. thing ever was uh, my cousin would be all, "Oh, you're playing the Pokedemons, huh?" And he'd always do that. <laughs> he'd always go, oh, Pokedemons, huh? And I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I wouldn't let Mike, like, I wouldn't let Joshua play with it. Like, all of a sudden, he'd have these Pokemon cards. I'm like, where'd you get this from? <laughs> oh, a kid from school or whatever. And, like, I don't know. It, it's like drugs. It was, though. Like, it, it seriously <laughs> was. Like, there were some kids that seriously stabbed other kids for their Pokemon cards. Like, it, it actually happened. Was it even a good yeah. one? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> at least if it's a good one, at least there's a reason. Yeah. But it was like hearing I news stories three. like that, you know? It was like, really? When I was younger. Over, you know, to me, I'm yeah. looking at it over a card game, and kids are getting in fights over it. So I was like. It's like poker for kids, okay? Yeah. I'm like, I'm telling my, I was telling my son, I'm like, you are not playing that game. And he always thought it was like, Cause it was some like some demon thing. I'm like, not like, I'm like, kids are getting stabbed over this game and I don't want you to be one of those kids that's getting stabbed over it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I think, I think every parent has that, that, um, that thing, that thing that I, I, I want you to enjoy things, but I also don't want you to die. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know for, for me and, and my mom, it was, Harry Potter. When Harry Potter was coming out, the, the whole churches everywhere were like, "Oh, Harry Potter, demons, the witchcraft." 
children, don't do it. And my mom got really on me about Harry Potter and I didn't, I stopped reading the book. Um, I still, you know, still like it. You still practice but, witchcraft. Yeah, in, every in day. Basement. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had some weird kid under your stairs. I was, I, I was kind of like, I was kind of like that with I Harry Potter you. too. You know, like my, my oldest son and my, both my sons will be like, you sheltered us so much. I'm like, because you thought everything, you know, there was a demon and everything. I'm like, no, I didn't want to read the books myself. And I was hearing so much controversy about it that I was like, no, you're not going to read this unless I'm reading it with you. Yeah. And I'm not going to read it with you. So, <laughs> And then, you know, and then Joshua and Zachary both did start reading some of the Harry Potter stuff. Um when they were in high school, because they had a lot of friends that had read it and like, you know, Harry Potter influenced their lives so much. Like this one kid that they knew she had a tattoo of some Harry Potter thing. And I I looked at him like, what is, what is that for? And it looked, it was some kind of weird symbol that looked kind of like a, like a, an AA symbol or, and you know, so, so, but it, Oh, it was from Harry Potter, and this is my favorite quote. And I'm like, oh, so you got that tattooed on your body? (laughs) (laughs) You reminded me of the Simpsons episode, the movie, where he's like, he does a spider pig, and then it's a plopter, or whatever it's called. (laughs) Oh, gosh. But, uh, like, I I did the same thing, though, like, with my mom. But, uh... I, I actually took grief from it, though, like, for the Harry Potter scene because a teacher was like, well, you're going to read this? I was like, well, I'm not going to. And he was like, well, you're going to have to read something else. Okay, cool. And, like, I did it, and he um, was a certain way with uh, people, and, like, he hated my guts, but I, like, held my ground on that. But, I mean, it's just personal preference and stuff, and then, like – um even like for for me like witchcraft and stuff was a lot more real because i my 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 dad's mom was into witchcraft whenever he was way younger and like so all that was more real and prevalent for my family so it was one of those things that was like a lot more like hey you need to be smart you need to be safe and so yeah um, yeah and they're and like that, they're that like happened. i didn't read it but yeah and so maybe if they read it, they might be like uh, differently. But I like I've never read it, and so I've kind of done the same thing where I'm like, yeah, you're not watching Harry Potter, to even our, my kids. I'm like, yeah, it's just not worth yeah, my time. Well, and, and like because I'm not gonna read it either. My, right. <laughs> so, my, my, I mean, I never watched the movie. No offense my, if you like Harry Potter. It's just uh, well, my, if you're offended, oh well. But my, what I'm saying is that <laughs> that's what we do. I'm just like someone. <laughs> we offend people every. Every week on this podcast. <laughs> some sort of way. I'm sure but, we do. But, like, um, I don't know. There's some some of it is real, like witchcraft stuff, and then there's oh, some yeah. stuff there's that is completely practice, fake. Yeah. And so and, it's and the figuring same thing that sort out. of happened with, with D&D in the 80s, like, like you were talking about. You know, you yeah. had people like Pat Robertson who were like, oh, don't let your kids fight or if it's the devil. And all the nerds were like, what? And even to this day, there's still a lot of people who were playing back in the 80s who still have grudges against the church. 
because of because all of, of the the uproar that happened around around Dungeons and Dragons, and it happened with Doom, it happened with Grand Theft Auto, um, and each of those titles have you know they have their controversies uh, yeah. with them, and they're they're not unwarranted controversies. No, um, maybe, <laughs> well, like maybe ten year old, yeah, maybe ten year olds shouldn't be um, Grand you know Theft Auto running over the lady picking up hookers with, and doing yeah. drug deals. You know, like I I remember. Okay, so my my younger brother, he's eight years younger than me, so he really got more into gaming than I I do. He still games, um, but I remember him telling me he was probably, um, I think it was him, it was him or his friend that said, "Oh yeah, you can get this thing on this game, and and uh, it it kind of hacks into it so the, the girl's naked." I'm like, oh. Great, <laughs> like, I'm like, like not that's that. you know that that's that's yeah you know and that's, and that's you know it was it was a uh, Laura Laura Croft the Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah Tomb Raider oh. oh you can get this whatever for Tomb Raider and and she's running around naked in it I'm like I don't think that's a good idea for you <laughs> like that's you know like it's probably not the best thing to do for yeah. your young brain you know. Um, but knowing that there's, you know, that aspect of, you know, gaming out there too, that they're like the whole, you know, uh, who framed Roger Rad- rabbit, Jessica rabbit saying, I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. You know, some of the girls in games are very busty, very, you know, very, yeah. you know, they're, and that's a whole they're other drawn that way. You know? Yeah. <laughs> It it is a problem. There's there's plenty of people who are often speaking out about how how women are are depicted in video games versus men, and all of those arguments are valid. Yeah, your ten year old shouldn't be playing GTA. Yeah, um, even even today with Fortnite, you know, Fortnite yeah. does a pretty good job of of having um, tame content. However. There are kids who are spending 10, 20 hours a day playing Fortnite, and that is a problem. You know, these 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 things that rise up that that um, they I need guess to see some sunlight. Culture yeah. comments on um, they, they don't go unwarranted. There there are real life examples of people getting themselves into trouble doing stuff like that, like people getting stabbed over Pokemon cards. It doesn't yeah. mean Pokemon bad. It just means that you know. Um, don't get that. Uh, <laughs> don't dodge the knife. Come on, man. You know there is a, there's definitely an an addictive quality to gaming. Certain games, yeah. You know, whether it be video gaming or stabbing someone over a Pokemon card, or or like I was saying, friends fighting over magic over cards because they yeah. were so yeah into it. And even though you know there wasn't like money involved per se like they weren't playing for money they spent money on the cards but it was like trading or that you know this card's worth this much and fighting over them stealing them stuff like that it's like yeah, yeah. this is i wouldn't steal scrabble you know <laughs> i wouldn't you know well, you still wanted the dice out of it now you can't play how do you but feel? I, i'm i got your z <laughs> 
I may have been stopped from being the banker in Monopoly, though. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow I inherited (laughs) $1,000 from myself. These certainly are are problems within gaming culture. Um, And they're problems that should be addressed. Yeah. So one thing that I I don't know if you know, Joe, or George, I don't know, because I never played D&D, but uh, what was the deal in the 80s? Like, what happened? Like, was there, like, some real, like, hey, there was people doing magic with that, or I, I don't know. That's I, why I was like, I'm, I'm not quite sure what the argument was. With within D and D, there are there are there are spells you cast as certain characters. You're not you're not reciting Latin or incantations or or whatever. It's more or less like, yeah, I cast a spell. I do the thing. Cool. Like you'd see in any video game today, or, or in Lord of the Rings, or in you know uh, Chronicles of in Narnia, Elder or whatever. Scroll. But <laughs> I mean, like I would, I don't. I mean, it's still going on now, but people call it D and D. To where when it, I think it came out in the eighties, or maybe it came out in the seventies, but it's I Dungeons was aware of it. It was Dungeons and Dragons, so it was like the the dragon element of it was. Well, the dragon is that stands for the dragon stands for Satan, and you know those yeah. are the kinds of things that like I had some. I I never played it. I I think I've seen the game a couple times. I um the most I've really seen it played is watching Stranger Things, and the yeah. you know the demogorgon, this evil creature um, that comes and swallows everything up, kind of thing. Um, I think that's where the the church railed against it. And sometimes it's like I, I want to shake my head and go, you know, how are you ministering to these people that are playing these games? And you're, and you're not ministering to them by telling them they're evil and they're going to hell for playing a game. Yeah. You know, um, so – you doing the game church ministry, which is yeah. coast to coast, um, reaching out to gamers and saying, Hey, Jesus loves you. And even having yeah. your logo being Jesus with a headset and game, you know, PlayStation game controller in his hands. I think gamers, especially growing up in the eighties the and uh, me in the eighties and nineties, like there wasn't that aspect of it. You know, there wasn't, there wasn't people reaching out to gamers. Yeah. And even I've, I've been at shows where people are, are angry that we are there because this was their space. This is the space for gamers and they didn't want Jesus coming into it because, well, they had some bad experiences with people who who represented Jesus and were professing themselves to be Christians, but not sharing the love of Christ. And um, there are people still hurting today because of interactions they might have had with church people specifically targeted at their their hobbies and their passions. And if you want to uh, demoralize someone, if you want to push them away from from the cause of Christ or the cause of of your church, uh, fighting battles over things that people are passionate about is, is, is the way to do it, sadly. Yeah, and and we're not going to reach anyone with the love of Christ by doing that, um, right? You know, and and I think that's where people that do have 
you know, a, a gripe against the church in general, whether it be gamers or people that are, you know, n- non-gamers, but they, you know, may have done something or feel that they're not good enough to to go to church and, yeah, you know, and that's not true. Like, yeah, Christ loves us all where we're at in our mess and wants to clean us up um, and show us love. So we as his followers, why aren't we doing the same thing? You know, why yeah. are we expecting non-Christians to act like Christians and, and even when, new Christians and, and, and new Christians? Right. When as Christians, if we're not showing the love of Christ, we're not acting like Christians yeah. <laughs> or what we're supposed I to think, be, you know, I think there's, there is, you, you see in the Bible where the Pharisees confront Jesus about hanging out with tax collectors and all these people, even to the point where they were calling Jesus a drunk. They were calling him an alcoholic who parties with the, with the tax collectors and, and the, and the uh, undesirable right. of the world. But that's where Jesus, that's where Jesus spent his time. He spent his time, with the quote-unquote lowliest of people. You don't go yeah. around saying, hey, you're a lowly person. But, like, <laughs> he, he hung out with the people no one else wanted to hang out with. And uh, I, I think to some degree, some certain gamers might feel like they're those people. They are the people nobody wants to hang out with. And that may be why they, they gravitate towards, um, you know, yeah, in general, right? Because they can become someone different. You know, I yeah. that's how I see some of it. You know, with people getting in, into cosplay, because or or even any kind of uh, you know gaming, sitting video games, like putting your, they can put themselves in a different mindset and escape for a little while. Yeah, um, yeah. Which, I mean, we all kind of want to do that. You know, yeah. oh, you yeah. sit down and watch a movie to. Just you know, go numb. <laughs> just go numb. Shut your brain off. Right. You know, um, or you go fishing for a day just to get yeah. away. Get out. Right. Right. Just go for like me. I'll just go for a drive and go do nonsense things just to get out of my head and you know come back yeah. home and my wife will be like, "Where were you?" <laughs> like I, you know what? I couldn't tell you. What I am. I, I just drove around for a little while and did a couple things and. Now I'm back home, but I'm I'm feeling better about myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had a great day. Where'd you go? I can't remember. But it was good. What yeah. were you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Not decompressing like I was. Where were you? All right. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Even uh, I think that even feeling left out and and like you said with Jesus, like because he hung out with even prostitutes and stuff like that. And like, um, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, one thing is that if you are feeling alone, you're never alone. And that even that's kind of what, what I I think a lot of game church promotes is like, obviously you're in a dark room playing a video game or someone's always watching. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But what I'm saying though, is that you just saw you killed that NPC. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. I did. I, I held it. The in. video games have cameras. You think they're not? Yeah. No, I'm just. Well, no, I'm just saying. Like, put my tinfoil hat on. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Why not? But, no, uh, but Jesus is always watching. 
I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> what I'm saying is that Jesus loves you whether you're alone or not, and that's all I was getting to. Yeah. Yeah. And so, how dare you, Joe? See, I, I'm, I'm George. George. <laughs> Joe, Joe, never mind. Joe, Joe I take you back. George, I was looking at George and I said, Joe, sorry, Joe. I don't know uh, what I did, but I accept your criticism. I, I did, but I accept your criticism. I offended Jacob. How dare you? Just kidding. He didn't offend me at all. I was just like, stop cutting me off before I'm I kick sad. you under I'm the sad. table. So That's what their rumbling was. No, it's, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely uh, we'll be praying for you, Joe, and uh, your family and all that. And uh, well, obviously with this time, and it's kind of awesome that you're able to to do something you love and to um, be able to stay home, which not everybody gets to do. Which is yeah, really cool. no, I I, I count now. myself blessed. Not just yeah, not just because of quarantine, but like yeah. I, I get to um, I get to be with my kid a lot and um that's that's a blessing not everyone gets so i'm uh i'm appreciative that i did get to to stay home with my uh little guy and um you know spend time with with my family and maybe that'll change as time goes on but right now it's good. i'm home and i'm loving it yeah yeah it's it's great to be able to to do that and spend time with your kids and I don't. I and turn them into little nerds. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. That, maybe I shouldn't have called my kids nerds so much, but like they, they were. They were in band, and like I love my sons. And the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. That's yeah. What I'm gonna say. So like, it doesn't. <laughs> like I thought I was a cool kid. I'm just another nerd, man. <laughs> Which is not a bad. Like it's not yeah. a. It's not a bad thing, and it's not. Yeah. I think. Being, I mean, me, I think me it's more accepted. I, yeah. It's definitely more I've, accepted. The word nerd or the word geek to me doesn't have a, a negative connotation. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I use the word too much um, because maybe other people do have that that uh, feeling around those words. But, you know, I let that nerd flag fly as, as it said. <laughs> yeah. I definitely, I definitely like will. I've teased my kids about having really good grades and be like, oh, you're a nerd, but I'm super proud of them. And they're like, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> like I got really good grades and I'm like, you're awesome. You know, I, you know, I, I love that about my kids. Like they're, they're very bright. Yep. And, uh, I, I don't know. Oh. I, I, I didn't yeah. apply myself enough to be a nerd. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh thanks Joe for being on the podcast. We really appreciate yeah. it. I know it's like almost one in the morning there. <laughs> so oh, wow. or it is one in the morning. Whatever. But uh we really Gamers appreciate don't sleep. We really appreciate you being on on with us and I, am I hope you had fun. I know we had a bunch of technical glitches <laughs> that we had to fix before. Oh man, this. like yeah, the 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 entire hour before this, it yeah. was it was weird. Hopefully I can uh get that app to work and email them cuz I emailed them like what the heck's going on so I can hopefully have it next week because 
Uh, we we have two people coming on at the same time, so I'm like, I need to figure oh, that nice. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's why I was like, uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we really appreciate you, Joe, and uh, thanks for all the all the, the stuff you're doing and the knowledge of, of what you're doing. And uh, we definitely will probably have you on again and uh, Absolutely. for other things would, and stuff. So I would love – come back uh if you're listening and you're like what is this guy talking about you can find our website at uh um we also have a facebook group game church city um you can find us there and yeah talk about games and jesus and stuff sweet and we'll also put you on the podcast uh your facebook page and your website so people can go um sweet one of the things I would say is buy their merch because I I'm probably gonna buy three shirts I already sold. Oh, nice! <laughs> so I was yeah, like, they, I was like, they're actually pretty cool shirts. They have they have really cool stuff. So, so. Uh, thanks again, Joe. We we Do appreciate it, it. Absolutely. Yeah, and then uh, before we go, uh, George is gonna just pray over the podcast and pray for you, Joe, and all that stuff. And then uh, once we stop recording we can still talk for a few minutes and so yeah sounds good so lord i I thank you for joe coming on uh thank you lord for jacob and myself as well and being able to have this platform to reach out to people and we lift up game church to you lift up joe and his family and and everything that they're doing and um just lift up this ministry to you that they're reaching out to people that a lot of times don't get reached, Lord, and just bless them. And thank you for, for this opportunity. Amen. Amen. Amen.